three, two, one, roll the footage! Welcome back, everybody, to the Strategy Sprints podcast. I'm your host, Simon Severino, and my guest today is a business consultant and author of Pathetically Apathetic. He was once an apathetic man, but in just three years, he met the love of his life, bought his first house, recorded his first jazz music album, saves 30% of his income every month, and has increased his earnings by 20% every year. He wants to share with you the simple steps about how to make a change and why so many people live pathetically apathetic lives. Welcome, everybody. Harley Lichty. Yes, thank you so much, Simon. Appreciate being on the show. Woo! So cool. And we will learn a lot about how to change, how to move forward, and some really specific tips on time management, time blocking. Super excited. I have my notepad here. I, I will be learning. Okay, good. <laughs> and what are you currently creating? Uh, yeah, so uh, I am currently creating a remarkable life just in general and hope to do so for the rest of my life. Um, first of all, part-time, I currently am working on two books for a couple book writing clients of mine. Um, one of them is the self-help book about his main topic, which is mental toughness. And then another one is a fictional love story based on a guy who walked across America. Um, and so that's part-time. Full-time, I meet with uh, over 25 business owners each week uh, and uh, basically doing my best to help them grow and scale their companies. Uh, and then... You know, Simon, I'm also trying to practice what I preach with time management, and I constantly give myself lessons on how I need to do a better job at this because along with work, I also need to keep working out, reading books, uh, practicing piano, and uh, making sure I stay on course for getting married in August. So, <laughs> Woo, congrats. And uh, so what, what, what is your time-blocking system that you teach and, and leave? Yeah, so I um, a lot of these lessons specifically come from Chapter 11 of my book, Pathetically Apathetic. Um, and uh, it hammer homes, hammers home the importance of daily planning and time management. And uh, really, man, th this isn't an original concept. Um, you, you've heard about, I, I got taught this from my consulting firm, and you can also see some of these details from... Uh, one of your former guests, uh, Nir Eyal's book, Undis Indistractable. Um, but uh, in that book, he discusses that only by setting aside specific time in our schedules for traction uh, can we turn our backs on distraction. Um, and so pretty much it's very simple, almost to the point where people think, really? That's too simple. There's got to be some kind of app. There's got to be some kind of easy way to schedule and plan my life. Um, but really, as, as sort of like a headline you put on my uh, social post, time blocking helps the ambitious be organized and methodical. Because, as Simon, you work with business owners. Aren't a lot of business owners just running around like their hair is on fire, jumping from one panic attack to another, right? I have no time. I have no time. 
And I, I say all the time, if you have no time, you have no priorities. You've got to make time. Exactly. And that's also what Lee Cockrell said, uh, who he was the former executive vice president of uh, Walt Disney World Resorts. And at the time when he was in that position, he managed 40,000 people underneath him. So think about a man who uh, could make excuses about not having enough time. <laughs> um, but he says you either pay now or pay later with just about every decision you make about where and how you spend your time. So uh, this, the simple steps is, first of all, you need to just plan daily. I mean, none of this works unless you get up before everyone else is alive or find some set time before distractions happen and uh, give yourself time and space, come hell or high water, to plan your day. That's the only reason why I can do anything and have my schedule sorted out is because every day before I come in the office at 5.30, I'm giving myself at least 30 minutes to plan what my day looks like. Um, and in order to do that, I break out a calendar. I mean, I just use Google Calendar. It's pretty simple. There's all sorts of calendar tools. But pick one. Don't get... Don't make this too complicated and find all sorts of different scheduling for work and personal, whatever. Just put it on one calendar. Um, and then as Nir Ayal talks about, eliminate all the white space on the calendar. So what do you have to focus on? What can wait until tomorrow? What feels like is really important but really can wait until tomorrow, even though a customer is trying to push you on it? Um, this is where a lot of honest conversation happens. Um, and so you fill up your calendar with everything you got going on. And then I also recommend having a physical to-do list. So, you know, we're, we're in the day and age where we like to use technology, but honestly, Simon, we get pretty distracted with all the technology and notifications going on, right? Absolutely. I have both. I have an iPad. I have an iPad, but I, it's, it's like writing it with my hand on the iPad so I can change it during the day. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm a little more uh, prehistoric where I've still got a to-do list, paper to-do list, and carry it around with me everywhere. And so that keeps me off from being on the phone, having notifications, but also it gives me a ready list in order to take notes. And whenever something comes up, I'll be like, oh my gosh, okay, I got to remember that. Or I get the little ego boosts along the way of checking off items to know that I'm actually getting stuff done throughout my day. Um, and pretty much that's it. And then you just do it forever. <laughs> um, and that works for CEOs with 40,000 people. And even harder is when you have kids because then on top of running a business, you have also some, some moving parts. They need attention. And from time to time, they get sick. Like today after the show, I have to pick up my, my kids uh, because one of them uh, is is sick, so whatever I planned for tomorrow, I have to replan quickly. So how how we make sure that it's small parts so that we can adapt quickly? What what not to do so that we can adapt also? Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Because you know we uh, a lot of people that start planning run into this a lot where they create a plan, but then the plan ultimately just goes sideways and nothing happens. Uh, <laughs> because of just random things going on. Um, 
And so what I, what I tell my business owners whenever this happens is we talk to them about uh, how they at least just need to have three core things that if everything else falls through, they at least got those three priorities taken care of that they knew they just had to get done today. Because you could find out that the kids get sick and you need to pick them up from school or uh, you got scheduled for a dinner invitation that you didn't know you were scheduled for um, or you realized, oh crap, I got to get that done. And so all sorts of stuff comes in the way, especially for the guys we mainly work with, which is contractors. And so set up like three things that you decide at the beginning of the day. Again, you do have to plan at the beginning of every day. Um, set up three things that you've got to, you just got to take care of for that day, come hell or high water, so that you don't feel like a total failure. <laughs> Super cool. And I'm curious who you pick for the strategy award after one word from our sponsors. Hey, if you like the tools, go grab them for free at strategysprints.com slash tools. When everybody's zigging, this person is zigging. But from your perspective, they're doing the right thing. Who do you pick? Um, yeah, so, you know, I honestly just met this guy this past week. He invited me on his podcast, uh, Purpose Driven Entrepreneurship. Um, and his name's Timmy Bauer. Um, I, I had met him and he, he's got a pretty interesting backstory where he worked for Walt Disney World Resorts for nine years um, as like an actor, uh, I believe, and then uh, went off to work with a, uh, like a podcast publishing company and now has his own business, uh, basically writing books for business owners that are kids books. Very specific thing. A, a very interesting and unique uh, career that he's blazing for himself, but he seems to have a pretty good head on his shoulders. And uh, I think I, I think you wouldn't mind talking to this guy and hearing about some of his insights. He, I don't know, we hit, we had a good conversation. So beautiful. And we have also some comments from the audience. Gail Orenstein, thank you. Have them do my job, and you will learn how to plan really well. Go work in a war zone for a day. It should be me. I should win the award. Gail, you got my nomination. Congratulations, Gail. Congratulations. <laughs> Two awards today. And uh, yes, there are so many unsung heroes like mothers, uh, fathers, uh, business owners, uh, war zone workers. Right now, everybody working in a supermarket, in a hospital, where this is where you really are under pressure right now. And uh, thank you again for, for helping us see that also. Yeah. Um, three books that touched you most. Yeah. So uh, I got to say that, you know, I, I'm a Christian guy. So I got to say reading the Bible uh, is definitely a big one for me. Um, but a couple other books, uh, one of them is just a foundational book about that would just help out anybody, uh, how to win friends and influence people by uh, Dale Carnegie, uh, class. It is incredible how often this book gets quoted. I think it's, it's, it's the 150th time that a guest said, this book must be awesome. Well, I mean, dude, it's just, it's the simple principles 
And it started from like the late 30s when this came out, back also when Think and Grow Rich came out from Napoleon Hill. Um, but it's continued to just live on through the years. And I, and I got to believe that's why so many people have recommended it, you know. Um, but a third one, um, I, I can see that a lot of your work has to do with helping people out with sales, Simon. Um, and so a key sales book for our organization is Soft Selling in a Hard World by Jerry Vass. Mm-hmm. Um, that has a lot of technical, practical skills with sales and good philosophies that, that we use in our, uh, our consulting work with business owners. So, Soft selling in a hard world. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And what are you excited about with your business? Where do you see your business in three years? Man, uh, where I see, well, so, you know, I work full time for this consulting firm, uh, Redmond Growth Consulting. Um, in, in three years, I see myself continuing to build up my reputation as being a book writer or ghost writer um, and um, maybe even going full time in ghost writing, book writing. And that's just my career, which would be very cool. Um, I, I kind of hopefully see myself being some, someone like a Seth Godin figure where he's just kind of on his own Island, you know, and does his own cool stuff. <laughs> um, but, uh, I'd love to see that happen, man. Um, I, I think it'd be a good dream come true and, um, it would give me more time freedom and also help me reach the financial goals I have. So. Beautiful. Is there anything I forgot to ask you? Anything you forgot to ask me? Um, well, Simon, I'd kind of like to ask you. Um, you uh, you've got the Strategy Sprints podcast. You're from Italy. You're obviously an interesting person. Um, so, uh, what what's your background? How did how did this thing start up with Strategy Sprints? I was a management consultant for seventeen years. Then I started my own company. I was a CEO. And I was like, okay, who coaches me now? And it was immediately clear to me, I will not call these guys. I'm not going to call a business consultant because I know how broken this is. It doesn't help. Mm. And I was like, hmm, okay, how do we fix this? And I said, let's build the appropriate way of having not a consultant, but having like... Spider-Man has his friend that he calls and says, should I kick the left door or the right door? And then he says, give me a minute. And then he says, kick the left door. So I thought this would be more appropriate. 15 times per day, five minutes from my consultant instead of every month, a three days workshop. Mm. So I was like, how can we make this smarter? How can we run companies leaner, more agile? And there was nothing there, so we invented it for ourselves. And then uh, people started asking, can I have it? Can I have it? Can I have it? And now it became a global thing. And it's the Strategy Sprints method that we have certified coaches uh, in every time zone, which is pretty cool. Wow, that that is very cool, man. So it sounds like a much more active concept where someone is with you like every single day, always in contact on giving you the right directions, right? Yes, it's very hands-on. It's small contacts, five minutes, ten minutes, but uh, more often during the day because that's what my reality is. I need 
this quick decision, then this quick decision, then this quick decision. I don't need in two weeks an eight hours workshop. I, I, I don't have decisions for eight hours. I need one now and then in three hours one more. And in between, I want to exercise. I want to play with my kids. That's a more natural way of being for me. Man. Well, well, that's very cool. It's, it sounds like you've done real well for yourself, Simon. So, uh, good job, man. <laughs> um, where, where do you see? Uh, where do you want to take this company? What's sort of an end goal for you? In three years, we will have fifty certified strategy sprints coaches on the planet. They run an amazing franchise business. They help thousands of people each uh, to run their business better and uh, to stay sane and to come home proud and happy and relaxed. And uh, on top of that, I will be running our private equity company that uses the same operational methods to, to buy companies, to turn them around and to sell them after five years. That's, that's where we are in the future. Wow. Okay. You, well, you got a bright future ahead, Simon. So, um, Man, as far as things that you haven't asked me, I mean, I don't know. Uh, ho hopefully, I've given some good information on time management. And uh, I mean, this whole book, Pathetically Apathetic, came because I, as you said, was an apathetic person. Um, and so I had to just learn the clear lessons of what it takes to be excellent at what you do. And I may be a little bit of a different guest too, because I'm sure, like I've heard some of your other shows, you've got some established people that have been uh, in, at the top of their sphere for a while. And I am just right in the middle of grinding through and growing my future, you know? Um, so uh, I continue to see a bright future for myself and blazing a trail. Um, but uh, th this book, Pathetically Apathetic, has been helpful for a lot of people. And I hope it's helpful for your listeners. And, um, you know, uh, and I think a lot of your listeners do, uh, a lot of your listeners want to write a book someday, I guess. Yes. And, and you don't see the, the initial years. That's why I love your book and your, your current journey, because uh, you don't see Gino Wickman, David Allen, Nireyal in their first year. You see them now, and now you say, oh, well, they have a wonderful thing going on, yes, but 20 years, 30 years is what they did put into that. Yeah. And, uh, and you don't see that. You don't see the first year. Uh, so that's why this is beautiful, because right now it's about overcoming this inertia and having the hardest part, which, which is the building from zero to one. From one to ten is much easier than from zero to one. Zero to one is where you have this inertia that your book is absolutely about and yeah. how to get that momentum. Yeah. Um, and so let's get into the reality of that because, um, you know, I talk about just the reality, like the reason why this is pathetically apathetic instead of just a book about apathy is because everybody at some point, Simon, comes up with the idea that their life is not as happy as they want it to be. So they think, God, I gotta change it somehow. Um, but the problem is, is that the reason why most people stay apathetic is because the efforts they take to change look pretty pathetic. And some of the reasons include the fact that first of all, 
they haven't proven to themselves in the past that they have been able to change. So there's not a lot of trust level in themselves. And furthermore, they don't trust a lot of other people either. I mean, you'll, you'll see stats from Pew Research that say, uh, that say like two-thirds of all Americans don't trust, don't trust each other. Um, so when you're in an untrusting world, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to be able to even trust yourself. Um, two thirds don't trust each other. Wow. Yeah. Hold on a sec. I, I mean, I can look up the stats specifically in the book. Um, but, um, it's, it's a remarkable number, especially with the younger people too, like people in my age, uh, they, I think the stat says seven out of 10 people in my age, the 20 somethings. Uh, think that someone else would take advantage of them if they had the chance. Wow. So it's just like, okay, we got a plaguing problem of people just not trusting in each other. But the problem is it stems from you because once you are able to trust in yourself to consistently deliver and accomplish your goals, then other people notice that and they're more willing to trust in you to be able to deliver whenever they ask you for new opportunities or provide you promotions or give you responsibilities. And now because it started with you, you've got more people around you that trust you and it's a, it's a, it's a growing accumulating effect. Um, so that's the first problem is that I, I was a lazy apathetic guy who was spoiled growing up. <laughs> um, and so you know, I, I didn't trust myself to be able to figure out what my goals were yet or, you know, what I wanted to do. And so a lot of it had to come with very honest conversations with myself and also getting into a different environment. Because, man, there's a lot of people that want to change, but the people around them and their family and friends and the work environment they're in are not motivating them to get past this past terribleness. Um, and so honestly, a big move for some people is just, even though it's a risk, get out of your place, go somewhere else new where you can find a fresh environment with people that actually want to motivate you. That's what was so shocking about the consulting firm I work in is, man, the first week I was like, holy crap, you got posters everywhere with quotes of these uh, established business people, leaders. You got people making 150 calls a day, uh, reaching out to book sales. You've got people running around everywhere, just like they're on pace, on tempo. It's like, what the heck? This was not something I'm used to at all. I'm used to just slouching off on the couch and kind of doing my work because it was an at, uh, my, my first job, Simon, was I was working from home cold calling people to participate in paid surveys. That's a great start. This is where you learn a lot about communication. <laughs> what I learned is that I'm a guy that needs to be around people uh, in order to not get depressed. And furthermore, you know, I, I was like a 1099 guy. So like I wasn't on salary. So I just needed to make as much as I needed to make. And then I didn't have to work more. So it was like very unmotivating. And so I had to get myself out of that and go into a place where like, hey, if you don't deliver and make 150 calls a day, you're, you're not going to make it here. Um, 
And so I needed that environment to push me and be like, oh my gosh, that this is what excellence looks like. Because the firm here, their leaders have started up 16 multi-million dollar companies. So it's just like, what the heck? These are the people I work with. Um, and so for a lot of people, whenever they're trying to change, trying to not be apathetic, they uh, have the environment around them that keeps them down whenever they're trying to pick themselves up, you know? Um, and so, I mean, I, I, I just went on a rant there, but those yeah, are <laughs> that's real life. That's real life. I love it. And you are now in an environment that is, that is designed for success, which is beautiful. And yeah. uh, I, I can, since I'm an old guy, I am 41, I can share with you that uh, you will lose friends, you will change contexts, and that's okay. In that moment, it feels like, oh my God, I'm losing my, my tribe, I'm losing my security, everything that I am, I am changing that. So it feels really, really dramatic. Couple months later, it will be just very natural. Your new environment will be the right environment. And it will be, it will be much supportive around who you really are because you know now better who you really are and other people will respond to that. So don't worry, you will lose your current friends, you will change contexts, and uh, it, but it's not dramatic. It will be more and more true to yourself. Yeah, no, so I, I used to not be excited about my future. Um, now at 26 years old and a few years later, I'm, I'm very excited about wherever God leads me. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I'm very happy to have the pleasure of being invited onto your show. I was honestly a little surprised. <laughs> um, but um, you know, it, it's good. It's good to talk with someone like you, who's uh, who's definitely built up quite a name for himself. So this is fun. Amazing, and uh, thank you so much for being here. Who should be my next guest? Boy, uh, well, I mentioned Timmy uh, a bit ago. He's a good guy, but I think you might find uh, my old marketing professor from Oral Roberts University a very interesting guy. His name is Bruno Tellez. He was originally from Brazil and has a fascinating career where he started as a lawyer, uh, but then became a marketing guy. And he is the reason why I'm even in business and marketing, because out of all the business professors I had, he's the only one I consider to be a good friend and inspired me to get into the field. So um, I think he'd be a great guy to talk with you. So excited to meet Bruno. Thank you so much. Hardy Lichty, everybody. Please come back soon. Thank you so much, Simon. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one sprint coach. We double your revenue in 90 days.